Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. starring some very big K-drama classic queens. You have Yeo-won, who is a very old school Korean drama star that I just, I find her fascinating. She was up and coming right around the year 2000 and she almost immediately got married and had a bunch of kids. I found that choice to be very radical and interesting. But Yeo-won kept up her career pretty consistently and I greatly admire her for that. And she's made some really big waves with the epic historical period drama, Queen's Hamduk, which is a very long but pretty worthwhile show. Queen's Hamduk, by the way, is actually Hamduk Yeowang. And uh, what people don't understand is that Yeowang does not mean queen. Okay, so there's no English equivalent for what Hamduk Yeowang actually was. Hamduk was a king. Okay, Yeo means woman and Wang means king. So Sundok was actually just like Korea's first ever king. Like she was not a queen to anybody. Do you understand? So that's what made uh, Sundok Yeowang such a radical figure. And uh, Yeowon played, uh, portrayed uh, Sundok Yeowang very, very well in the year 2009. This show also includes the actress Chu Jaehyun, who I really adore. I first saw Chu Jaehyun in the show Successful Story of a Bright Girl, and she was so hilarious on that show. She has amazing comedic acting abilities, and I wish I could see her lean into a lot more of that. But she's playing more of a dramatic role on this show. Uh, Chu Jaehyun's been in the Korean TV industry since the mid-90s, and she's still kicking ass. I think she gained a lot of popularity overseas, like especially in China. So I think Chu Jaehyun is definitely a Hallyu star. Then you have the actress Kim Gyuri. I used to do a pretty fun imitation of Kim Gyuri back when she played the evil girl in Glass Slippers, Yuri Gudu, in 2002. And uh, Kim Gyuri was just so intense and crazy on that show. And again, she plays this intense crazy person in in green mother's club i think kim Gyuri just unfairly gets typecasted as this like femme fatale or the pretty face with a crazy brain kind of lady often fun fact kim Gyuri dated the late actor kim Hyuk at one point in her life this show also has the actress Chang Hyejin, who you all know from the Oscar-winning picture Parasite. She's the woman who played the mother. You also know Chang Hyejin from the show Crash Landing on You when she plays Tani's mom. Uh, Chang Hyejin is a very versatile actress. I think she's very funny, but she also has a lot of pathos in her performance, which I really appreciate. And finally, you have the actress Chu Min-kyung. You've all seen Chu Min-kyung in the very popular Korean dramas One Spring Night, and something in the rain, okay? And she was also in Chirisan. Green Mother's Club, I would say, is a radically feminist show in that it showcases female sexuality in the context of motherhood. When you look at feminist film theory, you see a lot of analysis on how mother archetypes are often very desexualized, right? Like a mother, despite being a mother, 
which implies a sexual um, action beforehand, right, is often shown as the Virgin Mary. She's often projected to have immaculate conception, right? And any deviation from that, according to patriarchal logic, is an upset to the social order. But on Green Mothers Club, we see that all women have a past. The show emphasizes that women have a sexual subjectivity, they have desire, and they have secrets. The show also displays the strength in female friendships, not just the strength, but I would say also the, the fragility of female friendships. I used to listen to this Korean radio show that used to be on SBS years ago, but they canceled it. It's now an independent podcast called the Songunhi and Kimsu Confidentiality. And um, back then when it was a radio show, I remember hearing an actress who was also a mother talk about motherhood politics in child rearing in Seoul. And it was kind of scary the way she put it. So this actress said that when she sees other fellow mothers, she said that it's important for her to keep in mind that they are not her friends, that they are just other kids' moms. But she said that when she sees other children, it was important to value those children as you value your own. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down with the sort of communal concept that she's um, pushing for in the latter part of what she said, but I didn't really like what she said in the beginning, how her default perception is that all other mothers uh, won't look out for one another. They're all just fellow competitors in this whole social schema. And uh, this might sound inhumane to some of you, but I'll offer you some context as to why. And if you guys listen to my first episode of K-Drama School, where I cover Sky Castle, you'll know exactly why this woman said what she said, right? The percentage of people in Korea who graduate from high school is 97%. And then the percentage of high school graduates who go to college is 74%. Statistically, relative to the globe, those are very, very high percentages, okay? So with the majority of the population that is at least high school educated and then at least college educated in a country that is very small with very few natural resources, the employment rate is, is not that high, okay? So South Korea's employment rate is at 65% and not all college graduates are able to obtain white collar jobs, which is typically their goal. Where does this hyper-competitiveness among mothers come from, okay? These mothers are mothers to very young children, by the way. The kids are in elementary school, if not younger. So where does all this toxicity come from? Where does all this paranoia and desperation come from? Also, what happens when your children are showing signs of mental instability and fragility, right? Green Mothers Club deals with South Korea's taboos around sexuality, mental illness, hypercompetition, illicit drugs, but it also deals with women's issues such as sexual assault and marriage as a form of prostitution, like you have with um, Chuni, right? I think that while South Korea is very anti-drug abuse, it doesn't have ample compassion for looking at drug addiction as a form of mental illness. Addiction is an illness, according to contemporary psychology, but South Korea still condemns a drug addict before considering their health issues. This is because mental health support is still greatly lacking in South Korea. I wrote about this in my own academic research, but South Korea's drug addiction is actually 
a major result of its hyper-competitive society. I know a lot of people in my Korean social network who suffer from insomnia or severe sleep deprivation because of overworking. If you look at K-pop idols, a lot of them have drug addictions because they were trying to control their sleep pattern, which is completely destroyed due to their heavy work demands and schedules. And a lot of this reflects somewhat of the uh, Hollywood star system problems as well, especially from the you know early 1900s. Like if you if you see that 2019 biopic Judy, right? Um, I think Renee Zellweger portrays Judy Garland. You'll see this play out very vividly how the star system was controlling their stars through drugs, basically. So for a society to first cause a mental health issue and then condemn that person for seeking treatment for that very issue is a display of major hypocrisy and inhumanity. And this, again, is another reflection of capitalism and its failures in South Korea. I, I didn't like the way that Green Mothers Club portrayed people on drugs. They were more like caricatures and not real people, which I think is wrong. I didn't like how Green Mothers Club alienated adoptees and their representation and issues in such a twisted fashion. Like there was very little to the storyline behind, you know, Louis and his upbringing. He was just written as a fucked up guy and his flaws are somehow linked to his foreign upbringing, right? Like the, there's this sort of mystification of like, oh, like we don't really know who he is and what he is exactly because he's a foreigner. Like he grew up over there. We don't know what his family tree situation is like. There's all this mystery. And to that, like I, I sense this kind of, um, how do I say, like, is this intra, like intra xenophobia? I don't know how to exactly put it, but it's a form of xenophobia, I would say. And it's, it's a way of alienating and otherizing adoptees, which I don't think is okay. So yeah, that was a little too shallow for me. Other than that, I would say that Green Mothers Club is an insightful exploration on contemporary motherhood and women's issues and female friendships about women in their 40s. Today's guest is actress Liz Adams. She is also a mother. She's a new mother and she is a comedian. She's trained in improv comedy. She's very different from, from myself, right? Like she's Korean American, but she's very, very different from myself. I kind of appreciate that difference. You know, she's a lot sweeter than I am. She reminds me of like a Korean American Anne Hathaway, but perhaps softer even. Um, but yeah, talking to her is quite interesting. Uh, so let's talk to Liz Adams. It's dope. I love it. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah uh i know you're like a new mom mm -hmm. you know new mom do you have do you have time to unwind and watch k-dramas after she goes to sleep uh, yeah and sometimes if she takes like a good long nap during the day but it definitely takes me a lot because i used to like binge and go through them like at lightning speed like yeah i would watch I think I watched what's that one like Scarlet Heart like yeah. the IU yeah, yeah the IU yeah, yeah. one I think yeah. I watched that one in like 3 days. <laughs> That's so interesting you mentioned that show because I was just thinking about that yesterday and I was like that wasn't the best show but it was it was very dark cuz it was super dark. Yeah. And um it was I feel depressing. like they it had a I terrible feel like they, ending. They did her dirty I feel like. Oh my god, yeah. Right? Cuz 
she was just like a regular modern day career woman in the yeah. beginning and in the end she dies this horrible death i know it was terrible i was like why did they do her like that it, it wasn't necessary and they had such like a toxic relationship too like yeah. it was just so weird on so and then he levels. has this kid that he doesn't even know exists and it's like yeah. what's happening so many levels of what the hell going on in that but like, i watched me, it because yeah. i'm a really big lee like Junki fan like i really lee like Jungi, him yep, yep i think he's really charming and handsome and i've watched a lot of his dramas even if they're not the best dramas <laughs> yeah he does a lot of like lawyer shows right yeah well because he can fight too like he has right. martial arts background and so mm -hmm. he does like the one i started watching recent well i don't think i did I finish it? I can't even remember what I watched. Yeah. Yeah, I did finish it. The Lawless Lawyer. It was like yeah, not yeah, yeah. very good, but I liked yeah. it because he was in it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why we usually watch shows, right? Like we'll put up with it as long as we love the cast. Yeah. And uh, Yi he was trained as a, like in acrobatics. like Right. He can do like crazy flips and stuff. He's pretty cool. Yes. So like fan. he he initially wanted to be like an acrobat and he was training like all his life doing that when he was young really? and then like his parents were like where are you taking this you're 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 not you're going anywhere around. with it yeah like they were like you suck and then he auditioned <laughs> for the king and the clown which was a oh, huge yeah. movie I actually and, haven't seen that yet but it's on my list oh. Yeah, you should check that one out because that was his debut, really. Yeah, and that was like that's got a little like that's a little gay, right? Oh, it's a very queer film. It's a <laughs> very, it. it's like a very queer film. That was part of the reason why it was such a big success because it was this queer film, right? Because he's like this beautiful man. Yeah, yeah, he's like an androgynous dude. I'm pretty sure in in actual life he's probably a gay dude like you i get a so? very strong gay vibe from him but uh, he yeah but because he was trained in acrobatics for that role he had to do a lot of jumps in the air and splits and all this like all this shit and that was what he did at the audition that impressed the That's director so and yeah, the impressed. director was like that's your that's exactly what we wanted like he did the split in the air like all the way like he was he oh was, yeah yeah, he yeah wait i saw that episode where he was on with iu of what's that what's uh -huh. that show where they like are in school uniforms i can't remember the name of it um it's with all was those like guys and oh anin hyungnim anin hyungnim yeah ask us um, anything yeah, I think so. I forget the name of it, but he was on that show. Or it's, it's Men on a Mission in in on Netflix, but yeah, oh. it's called Ask Us Anything. I didn't know you. Knowing Bros. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, Knowing Bros. Yeah, um, yeah. That's so weird that they renamed it at like what? Is it, Men on a Mission. It has three different English names, but the Korean the Korean title is I didn't know you. Yeah, yeah. Knowing Bros. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I saw him do that on that show because I watched. Yeah. Because he that, was on that it was with what, <laughs> That's what got him the role. But yeah, that, that show was so dark. I was thinking about so that show. It's too depressing. It was too depressing. Like, yeah. like gratuitously so. It was like unnecessarily yeah. depressing. And I was like, yeah. it didn't need to go down like this. But I, I think it I was know, they because it was had like it. a... 
end happily too. Like they chose yeah. to just make mm-hmm. everyone so miserable. This it just went like this brutish direction. Um, it's partially because it was like co-produced with like a Chinese company, and like you know Chinese production companies have a different style of like narr- narrative and Depressing. plot lines and storytelling. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. Also, this was like usually Korean dramas they'll shoot like while producing at the same yeah. time and they take audience feed, right this they shot it all and put it in the can and then released it oh. and uh and it was mostly marketed for like all of asia it wasn't really for like yeah i don't think it was really for like american audiences per se because we we like oh, no, nothing is endings. for us though yeah yeah but now yeah. that k-dramas are getting into like disney plus is getting into them i feel like they're marketing them more toward the international audiences with i don't know if i am like yeah because now we're getting like second seasons of shows which isn't a thing that they do Uh all the time in korea Uh and i'm like i kind of like that it's just like one and done usually but now i'm like oh i have to commit to another season (laughs) sure especially because yeah and and, it takes me so long to watch them now it takes me like (laughs) i really like have to because i can't even sit down and watch a full episode usually it takes me sometimes like three days to watch one episode because i'm so Mm. busy with the baby and so i'm trying to work my way through a couple dramas right now that are taking me a really long time because i just like i'm trying to watch business proposal and then nail like the one about the grim reapers with mm -hmm. because i really Mm -hmm. like roan See, I just like there's yeah. like a boy I like on a drama, and then I'll watch that drama. <laughs> that's so interest. That's so interesting that you you watch that show because of Roon because I watched that show because of Kimi's Hun because I mean, Kimi's Hun was too. like, yeah, like she's like the queen of K dramas yeah. from our generation. But it like lately they've been pairing a lot of like young male like nobody actors like people that are known for mostly singing or like modeling other shit not known for acting and they've been pairing them with these like queens of k-drama like yeah you know kim Hun or like you know im sujang or you know song Ye-kyo or whatever it's like very it's very deliberate from the korean networks part it makes sense uh, then because then you get yeah. a broader audience and you get mm-hmm. the young people or yes. people who aren't as like likely to watch a exactly. drama because rowan has a lot exactly. of young fans because he's an idol exactly and so exactly and and he's a good actor he's like, a great actor extraordinary yeah, you I, I is really one of my like favorite um it is yeah. one of my favorite dramas i love yeah. it's like calming to me because i also really like the actress that's in it mm. yeah she's, and then she's got a i don't new think i saw that too. one you and i oh, have kind of so different fun. tastes and dramas yeah like you've seen all I, the ones that i didn't watch yeah oh that's funny i like it's funny because i don't normally um like romances as far as like when i watch american shows but i really like mm. korean drama romances they're <laughs> good at that why. they're really just, good at that because they're different they're they're very different than american romance shows i'm not really into like i don't rom-coms. usually watch like yeah i don't watch american rom-coms yeah um but i'm very into you, them in i, I was kind of thinking about have you seen uh when the camellia blooms no so gong hyojin is in that and uh, Kang Hanu, Kang Hanu. I, I was thinking about uh, Scarlet Heart because Kang Hanu is in Scarlet Heart. He's one of the brothers. Oh, he's one of the brothers. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And Kang Hanu, he's like, 
he's a pretty good actor like he's got acting chops but on this show when the camellia blooms he plays this like quirky idiot kind of cop so this show it blends three genres it's it's a rom-com and it blends thriller and like like black comedy it blends these three things in a really interesting way in like a small town and i'm i'm re-watching this show right now because i'm working on something and i was like oh my god like kind of is he's like astounding on this fucking show really? um <clears throat> yeah Jin is also in it and uh yeah i mean I, I feel like Korean dramas are good, be, like Korean rom-coms are good because they're kind of working around Korean patriarchy. Like mm. the misogyny and the sexism, misogyny, the pressures, expectations of women are so intense in Korea yeah. that the only real relief that they get is these fictionalized imaginary male fictitious characters on television yeah. Yeah. and genuinely look at the kinds of men that are exhibited on these shows i mean the ones that are desirable they are like you're not you're fucking not gonna find them in they don't reality. exist they're, they're perfect not, they they're perfect men they're perfect they're perfect like they what was are that always one, um hometown for... cha-cha-cha yeah did uh-huh. you watch that Another one, one of those. yeah it's a good one that one it's a really was good one. really sweet that was a really good feel good one that i was like it's a oh, very good show very I good really show. liked that but he's the perfect man he's the perfect man so on every level like good and yeah men like that just yeah. don't like walk around they don't exist they don't <laughs> exist but it's like it's similar to how like hollywood was making these movies like during the like before the Paramount decree, like when all the Hollywood movies were really censored in like the 20s, 30s, 40s, it was like heavily uh. censored by these like Christian white people. And they had like a production code administration and and Hollywood had to work around those rules all the time. And so yeah. that's why Hollywood movies got weird and interesting because they were yeah. working around these rules and rigidity. And I, I see that parallel in Korean dramas in that Korean writers, and for the most part, these romantic comedy writers are women. About like 80% yeah. of K-drama rom-com writers are women in Korea. And these showrunners are writing around the rigidity of patriarchy and literally saying like, this is how you guys run Korean society through patriarchal order. And this is how we are writing around it. What you should do the opposite of or what we would prefer you to not do or to do. And I think yeah. that's why Korean rom-coms are so delightful to watch yeah. because it's like literally they're building a a, a utopic fantasy for yeah. a hetero woman. <laughs> that's why I like them so much. They're, they're good. Great, though. They're so fun. And the romance is always good. so sweet and innocent. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm really like kind of, I'm kind of a goody goody at heart, I feel like yeah like i grew up a church girl and like i'm not really a church girl anymore but like it that like the remnants (laughs) are still there that i'm very like i don't generally like like american shows that have a lot of sex or like those kind of adult themes i'm just like they don't interest me like 
That's just mm. how I am. Like, I'm not, I haven't watched Bridgerton because I heard that it had a lot of sex. And I'm like, I'm just not really into that. Interesting. Like, no shade against yeah. people who are and, like, who enjoy that kind of stuff. But I think because yeah. I grew up so, like, reserved. Because my parents uh -huh. would literally, like, I remember because I would, like, watch Dawson's Creek or something. And, like, uh -huh. I remember that, like, if something, like, steamy came up, my parents would literally, like, cover my eyes. <laughs> They'd be like, wow. no, you can't look at this. <laughs> so I And how old were you? Like, I was in high school. This is going to date me. <laughs> a grown woman. A grown bitch. Uh, but my parents mm. are still, and I'm still like, I won't watch things with my parents in the room that contain any adult themes. Because I'm like, I know that they're going to be like, what are you watching? Even though I'm like a grown woman with a child. Like, how do you think I made so this So they baby, shame you about sex. Oh, There's 100%. a lot of sexual... Sexual repression, yeah. Oh yeah, but I, I, I don't Korean church, <laughs> right? But I mean, that's also like a very American mentality. Like being like, yeah. it's a Christian mentality. Let's be specific. Yeah. It's a capitalist Christian mentality mm -hmm. to be sexually repressed, and you know, it's like a, I don't I don't know of a single person where they would want to watch a sex scene with their parents in the room. It's just not, it's just not like something anybody feels comfortable doing, you know? It's weird. Um, yeah. And uh, actually there's this comedian, Jackie Monahan. She's hilarious. She has a really good joke. Like whenever she and her parents are watching a movie and a sex scene comes on, she always tells them, oh my God, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, I, I think that's like general. But yeah, I think Korean parents um, have somewhat of like a double sort of ex like an expounded sexual repression yeah. because um, first of all, sex is always eliminated for the most part, like eliminated from Korean television. Oh, like, yeah. They're like Korean not allowed to is... do that kind of stuff, right? Well, they're allowed. They're allowed. And there's actually like, you know, a lot of affairs and implications of sex out of wedlock and all of that. It's there in Korean dramas. That's never not been there. It's there. But they do sort of they sanitize it. Right. Like you'll never see yeah. nudity in Korean television. That's that's the thing. You're never going to see two people going at it like really fucking like huffing and puffing. And no, like taking never. Your... Actually, that's you know never what? like drama that had sex in it that really surprised me was mm -hmm. what was the one? nevertheless that one surprised hmm. me have you watched that mm -hmm. one i uh, haven't because i was like um they have sex and it's yeah. kind of like uh shocking a little because they don't yeah. obviously they don't like show it but they uh -huh, show uh -huh. more than any other drama i would say they and show enough like, they show enough that it's like oh my gosh yeah there's a, a really good show called The World of the Married, and in that there's also some oh, yeah, like, I saw, pretty steamy uh, scenes. Oh my goodness, scandalous! Yeah, yeah. But it is surprising. Yeah. I think that especially because Netflix has a more international audience, I wonder if they're like yeah. being <clears throat> more open about that. Oh, and in uh, Squid Game, yeah, they have like a real sex. Okay, scene so in that. this is the this is the difference. If it's if it's a Netflix production, like Squid Game is a Netflix production, meaning it has zero distribution in Korea on Korean television. Yeah. So anything like on... goes. Anything goes. But in Korea, if it's like if it's 
produced if it's produced for TVN or JTBC or KBS yeah. or NBC or SBS, then they cannot have any cursing. They cannot have any real nudity or fucking. It's like no. Even if it's a cable channel like TVN and JTBC, these are cable yeah. channels in Korea, but that's st- they still it's still on television and they're like that means children can access it and that means we are never going to ever Isn't ever air so nudity or cursing because like when you go to europe there's just straight up nudity on like normal yeah. tv because they just and like cursing. don't care and people don't care yeah. nobody's yeah. like oh yeah. they're just not scandalized by it they're like yeah whatever that's it's why that's why i say this is an american christian belief and south korea is a neo-colony to the u.s so that's why they take steps after america's censorship kind of traditions and standards but if it's streaming on an internet show then yeah like anything really goes you know but it's still Um, like it still surprises me you know because i'm just like yeah because we grew up on like more sanitized shows that were on not cable channels but on like public broadcast shows like uh uh, networks like sbs kbs nbc kbs is a public it's like pbs kbs is pbs nbc is like more of a commercial channel and then sbs is a totally commercial channel but even back in like the 80s and 90s or more, more 90s because SBS came out in the 90s. If you look at those three networks, you could even see slight you differentiations. You know so much about Korean media. Of... I'm so impressed. It's because I have a PhD in Korean media studies. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I didn't that's know why. that. Girl, oh, that's okay. so that's cool. Funny. So if you look at KBS and NBC and SBS, you could see the difference in terms of like what kind of content they're releasing. Like KBS is super sanitized because it's like public broadcasters. So they're like, oh, it has to be suitable for children. It has to be informative. It has to serve a cultural and educational function. NBC, Mm. they're a little bit more loose. So they kind of do 50-50. And then SBS, they'll try to do like way more scandalous stuff because they're like, we're a commercial broadcaster. What was Sky Castle on? Sky Castle's JTBC, so that's cable. Mm. Yeah. Did you like that show? I loved Sky Castle. It, it is amazing, crazy. right? Crazy. There were so <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> it was so like that was one of because I didn't actually watch a ton of Korean dramas when I was yeah. young. Um, oh, okay. And Interesting. I, I I watched I watched a few like here and there, but I wasn't like yeah. as into them as I got I got really into them in the pandemic because we just had so much time. And I probably watched like 20 dramas in like a year, just like all the way through. I just was like, "Ah, more, 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 give me more. And I went crazy just watching it all day because I was also pregnant. And so all I did was sit on my ass and watch (laughs) Korean dramas. It's literally my pregnancy like activity was watching Korean dramas. What what got you hooked into watching K-dramas specifically during that pandemic period? Um, I, it's hard to say specifically i think yeah like as a korean person there's so much cultural like there's so much about korean culture that like just appeals to me because it's like relatable to me and there's sometimes a lot of like american media that's not as relatable as korean media can be Mm -hmm. just from like a sensibility point of view like just my parents are from korea and my relatives are from korea and so they're just Mm -hmm. the way that people do things the way that they talk about things is more korean than american even though my parents are american citizens you know Mm -hmm. um and also what i really really love about korean dramas is they go high concept 
And I think that American TV is still like really afraid of doing a lot of things like um, all of the like the magic and the like uh, like Hotel Del Luna and like uh, Goblin and stuff like that. Those are shows that if they were made in American media, they'd be like on sci-fi channel. They wouldn't be very high budget. They wouldn't have stars, hmm. you know, they'd be hmm. like not good shows <laughs> mm. not that there are no mm. good shows on sci-fi channel but you know what i mean like but yeah. they have support in korea and i really like that and so i like watching like extraordinary you is really high concept they like live in a in a graphic novel like that's the concept of mm. it and i loved that mm. and then yeah um i just love that and like sky castle was one of the first ones that i watched in the pandemic that got me like going crazy um, yeah. and that one is just so like so many, <gasps> we call it my friends and I that watched my friends and I that watched all the drama. Cause we also like, like screen shared, like watched a lot of dramas in the pandemic together, like me and two of my friends. And, yeah. uh, we call them Omo dramas. Cause like, if they make you go, Omo, mm -hmm. then like, that's an Omo drama. Mm -hmm. Sky Castle is hundred percent an Omo drama. Yeah, Cause yeah, also yeah. there's so many sl slaps in it. Like per episode, yeah. there's probably like at least two slaps per episode. And I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Like slapping. Yeah. I like to see some slaps. I like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that drama is like, insane. When I, I was, also, I was actually in Korea when I was, when that show was airing, it, it was really? airing a lot. So I was watching it in real time. It was in the fall of 2018 and I was like in my kitchen and i was kind of like watching and not watching i was like okay it's like another one of these like education obsessed women da, 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 da. i was like right, okay right. whatever and then the ending of that pilot episode when the lady shoots her head off i was like oh screaming in my kitchen right? and i was like this show is amazing <laughs> this show is hardcore well it's funny too because my dad went to seoul national university and so and that is something that i didn't quite understand because my mom brings it up at yeah. every single chance she can it's a bragging like, right anytime yeah. and i was like okay whatever yeah. like i didn't understand yeah. it and then when i watched sky castle mm. i was like oh that's a big deal because my dad and all his brothers went there and that's like such a huge deal i guess and i'm like oh yeah. i get why yeah. my mom brags about it all the time like my yeah. husband that's also yeah that also explains why your father would cover your eyes at dawson's creek because he and his whole family went to seoul national university it's like <laughs> oh, really? i could see the i could see the the rigidity and conservatism like right there already i'm like oh mm -hmm. okay yeah this is intense but yeah like yeah. it's a real thing sky is of course you know seoul national korea university in yonsei and you know it's like korea is such a saturated nation when it comes to education because the majority of the population are literate they read okay that's mm -hmm. a huge deal not many countries have that high of a demographic that are literate the other issue is most of the people living in korea graduated high school yeah majority of them end up going to college which means most of the people in south korea who are young they are educated so it's yeah. like the country is fucking small yeah. where do these people go and get jobs and that fear is driving them to these kinds of extremities oh yeah the job market you know? is crazy that's actually part of what um roan's new drama tomorrow is about where he's <laughs> trying to get a job and those job interviews are really intense and they do like those panel interviews and like 
all that stuff. But that's where the like believability drops for me because I'm like, Roan, you are so handsome. There's no way you wouldn't get a job at a top company immediately. <laughs> like Probably, that man yeah, is yeah, like six yeah. two and so handsome. Like he, he's really be hot. Like, yeah, he's he's so handsome. He's a really great yeah. singer. He can dance okay, but <laughs> he can yeah. His yeah. He's very multi-talented. I'm a big stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you know, if you have that kind of look, then yeah, you, you're going to make it in the industry. Like, you start out as a model, you could be a K-pop star, you know, really? and you'll eventually like, end up acting. You just acting. have to yeah. be beautiful, and you'll be successful. Yeah. Just got to look hot. Yeah. Successful in Korea. <sighs> I yeah, wish yeah, you were yeah. like that here. You just got to be hot. You can be hot here and <laughs> not successful, but you can't be like that in Korea. If you're hot, you're successful in Korea. <laughs> really? You think so? You think you, you don't have to be, I mean, y- you can be hot here and not be successful? Yeah. Ton of hot, stupid people. <laughs> don't have jobs. I mean, I don't think, oh, well, I mean, no, I mean, you could still be stupid and get jobs, I feel like, you know, don't you think? Here? Yeah, but yeah. I do feel like like Hollywood wise, like there are a ton of really like good looking, talented people that don't that aren't working yeah. because there are so many other beautiful, talented people. Oh, OK. I see what you mean. Do you know what okay. I'm saying? There's so many the beautiful, other, the talented opposite, people in America. Yeah. The opposite is also true. A lot of stupid people who are also not even that hot get a lot of jobs in this well, that's industry. Their parents are rich. <laughs> oh really oh, i feel like if your parent is someone then you can get a job if you're beautiful and you have a, a rich parent then you're set in america <laughs> okay you have to have those two qualities then yeah, yeah. good luck <laughs> <laughs> good luck interesting mm. so you you say you grew up in uh, michigan yeah i'm from the uh, suburbs of metro detroit oh okay and uh do you have siblings I have an older brother. He's... Oh, you have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Does that surprise you? I feel business? like I have. No, not at all. He's like an engineer or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is your like dad a joke an engineer? That I never know. No, my dad actually. So my dad had a degree in sociology, and then he worked in that for a little oh. bit. But then when we came along, they owned some businesses, and my dad did real estate for a while. Fascinating. And now Fascinating. He just plays golf. Because <laughs> he's retired. He, yeah, he just plays uh, golf. He tried to actually, get me to into golf. What were you gonna yeah. say? No, I was gonna say uh, Seoul National has a really uh, respect a respectable sociology department, and oh. um, yeah, that's good. They're to know. actually quite well See, known I'm, like, for their learning sociology. about my parents through Korean dramas. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Well, you just learned that from me, not through Korean drama. But this, that I just this said is, that Korea but this has is a, a Korean drama podcast. Department. And so, oh, I see. you know, everybody gets this podcast name wrong. Like when PK was, what did he call it? The K pop? He, he called it a K pop something. And then on Friday, uh, somebody was introing me to stage and she was like, she hosts a podcast called K drama. I'm like, no, I don't. It's K drama school. It's very, it's more specific than that. But it's like, is K drama school genuinely? Is it hard to remember? Is K drama school a hard title to remember? No, I feel like it's straightforward. It's weird. There are these are blockages just... when it comes to English. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. English <laughs> and like 
non-English things. Anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, Seoul National is a really impressive sociology department. And um, yeah, so that's impressive. I actually love sociologists. I think they're like some of the most intelligent people in arts and humanities fields. And uh, like they have a real good understanding of like the social grid and the map and hierarchy and how things function. And well, I don't think because... they get a lot of credit for what well, they do. Well, because people as a group act really differently than individuals do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the thing. Isn't the saying, like, individual people are smart, but groups of people are stupid? Like, mm. we behave very differently. And I think, I feel like a lot of that has come out during the pandemic, too. Like, you see how people as a group behave. Yeah. And we're not doing yeah. a good job. <laughs> like, yeah. We, yeah. we did a pretty bad job in this country for as far as the pandemic goes yeah Oop. other than other than uh incubating a child and mm -hmm. uh watching korean dramas like what were some of the uh things that you were working on for your own self like during the pandemic because it was like a period of lockdown right it was a period yeah. of like you're trapped with yourself and there's this deep introspection period like was there anything with your within yourself that you were like oh this is something i'm i find myself currently working on or thinking about was there any of that i think at the beginning i was pretty productive um like i feel like i i wrote a lot like i have a couple pilots that i would I, that i worked on yeah and then i think as soon as i got pregnant i just went into like mom mode and then mm. I, I like went crazy nesting and like i watched that <laughs> I watched that show uh get organized with the home edit. Do you are you familiar <laughs> with the show? It's kind of like, you know how Marie Kondo that show was very like calming, like she goes to everyone's yeah. houses and like or helps uh -huh. them organize their lives. It's yeah. kind of like that but like for basic white women and oh. like because I grew up in the Midwest, I have a I can be a basic white woman at heart, I feel like sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. And that really, I went crazy. I got all these like organizer things and like organized my pantry and got all these like clear plastic bins to like put my yeah. fruit in. It was very like, yeah. it was a little yeah, intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then I just got really big on that. Yeah. And then. So, yeah, I guess it does kind of like came. consume your mind, you know, like when you're expecting another family member who you know yeah. you're responsible for then yeah i guess it does like take over but like yeah. when you were doing that then was there anything about yourself that you found changing or that you were like oh this is different or this is new was there anything like that that was coming to you uh maybe not while i was pregnant but mm. after she came i feel like a really different person now in a lot of aspects like I'm mm. my my husband and I joke about it <laughs> and he's too nice to like say it but I'm mm. a much better like wife <laughs> like like I'm mm. nicer to him I like take mm -hmm. care of him more I like cook for him I clean and like I didn't really used to do that kind of stuff because you know I'm youngest mm. I'm the youngest I'm like I'm the baby yeah but then once right. our baby came, I was already taking care of her so much that it just became nature, second nature to also take care of him. And so oh. <laughs> it's just like really weird. I never imagined that I would be like 
this person domestic but I'm yeah I've become really domestic but I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it I don't know it's really weird it's just not who if you met me before I got pregnant you'd be like oh yeah because literally my husband used to travel for work a lot and he would go out of town and I'd be like help I'm not eating I'm just eating lamyon every meal like I need (sighs) and my friends would literally be like Liz you need to eat better like they would they would like we would go out to eat because they were or like they were like worried about me because I would just like eat shit. Mm. It's terrible. Yeah. Like not cook for yourself and none of that. No, it's so hard. Yeah. It's, so much it's work. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Being domestic is so much work. Um, yeah. I When I was in Korea, like the last time I was in Korea, I, I spent a week with my maternal grandparents. They're very, they're like very elderly now. Um, but I just spent one week with them and all I did was cook them three meals a day. That's all I did. I didn't do anything else. I wasn't working. I wasn't, they didn't even have fucking internet. So like I was offline. All I did was oh cook them three meals a day. That took up the whole fucking day. Whoa. The whole day. And, and you know, and also I'm cr- cooking Korean food, right? So you have to yeah, have like Korean soup is... and like panchan and pop. Oh my gosh. The whole thing. Now yeah. that I'm like actually like caring for a child i'm like i cannot believe my mom made food for us on top of taking care of us because even when i um you know you're supposed to eat like miyokuk and stuff after you have a kid like that's a very Mm -hmm. korean like if you're listening and you don't know what i'm talking about that's a very like after you have a baby i actually looked this up because we had a hundred days celebration for um my daughter and yeah. it still feels weird to say my daughter, but we had like a big, well, not a big thing. I just dressed her up and we had like a Zoom party because I was like, ain't nobody getting near my baby yet. But right, right, right. they would like hole you up after you had a baby because so many of those babies like died. And it was a very dangerous time for the women too uh-huh. back in the day because it was uh-huh. like, you know, we didn't have modern medicine and a uh-huh. lot of people died back then. So th- you would like yeah. hole up, you wouldn't see anyone. And then they would uh-huh. just like feed you miyokuk cause like it's seaweed, seaweed soup. And my mom uh-huh. came after the baby came and she fed me like a queen. She got like galbi yeah. and like she made me yeah. miyokuk from scratch. And she was just like yeah. feeding me so well. But I yeah. don't know if listeners know this too, but when you make breast milk, you need to consume yeah. a lot of calories in order to yeah. make food from your body. And so like I was mm-hmm. eating like there were two of me. I was yeah. so hungry all mm-hmm. the time when I was yeah. breastfeeding. It was yeah. crazy. But my yeah, mom yeah. was like, yeah. loved it. My mom was like, you need to eat more. You need to eat more. And she was making me so much food. And I was like, I cannot believe that this is like a thing she used to do all the time when I was little. Cause it takes so much yeah. work. It does take a lot of work. And also, you know, what you're bringing up is like kind of this um, like communal effort to take care of a mother and her child, because, um, yeah, that's very it's very uh, typical and traditional for a mother. They call it mumpunda. So a mother Mm. will take care of her daughter after she's given birth, meaning like helping her relieve her body or getting her body to adjust into motherhood. And that adjustment ritual is really really sacred and important even having miyokuk is a very indigenous kind of like korean culture Mm -hmm. you know miyokuk if technically technically miyokuk has nothing to do with blood it has nothing to do with it but it's it's a indigenous sort of linking it's a tie to like 
a Korean cultural root and from a mother to child thing. And that's why also on, you know, your birthday, a mother will make miyokguk. It's to, mm. it's like this remembrance of where you come from, how you're tied to the mother, oh, right? I really love so that. Miyokguk is very, very, it's like, it's part of that whole mother to mother ritual, mother to daughter, yeah. but mother to mother ritual. And it's like kind of, it's like it's rite of passage for you. Going yeah. from her daughter to becoming another mother, right? Aww. So yeah, it's it's very important. But there's also like a, a lot of gaps, you know. If you think about like Korean adoptees, for instance, you know they don't have that phase, mm. and um, you know, like it's you know, I mean, you, you got to be mindful of the gratitude that one has, right? To have a mother who like fucking hel- helps you pig out, right? So that you oh, could yeah. be the best mother for your child by yeah. producing something very you know, physical, which is milk, so that you and your child can not only nourish your child, but you have this bond, right? Physical yeah. bond. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's were really... You, like, d- did you get hungry a lot when you were breastfeeding? Like, did you oh, feel yeah. the That's hunger? That's like, yeah, you, like, keep snacks by your, like, little station, <laughs> too. Because, like, I would wake up and, like, feed her in the middle of the night, and I would be starving. So I'd be like, <laughs> like a little gremlin by my bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's fascinating. Chowing down on cliff bars. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> it's just like wow. calories, calories, put them in there, you know, because yeah. making milk is a really, uh, you know, labor intensive process. I don't really it's know how job. it works, but it is. It's so much work. <laughs> I don't know how but it works. I don't maybe, know how maybe it Maybe that's works. why cows are eating all the time. Yeah. Maybe. Just you know, we, we take their milk all the time. So they're always chewing. They're always eating. Right. Cows are always eating. It's like. That's me. That was yeah. me when You're I was when I first going through a cow phase. That baby I went through my cow phase. I did. I had a big cow phase. But that's I really that's... like that. Like talk like how that that sentiment about that because I want to be able to recreate that for my daughter now. Now that I have her, I want to make her miyoku oh, yeah. and I want to carry on you all will. those Korean traditions. You know, because like I'm yeah. I'm very like Korean American. I'm I'm much uh-huh. I'm very American as much as I am yeah. Korean and I, I, know. I find I hear myself it in your voice. <laughs> no, you can tell. And this is a very like Michigan Korean yeah. kind of thing. Like the way that I pronounce yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. is very like specifically Midwest Aww. Korean. Like, cause mm, are okay. you from, mm. are you from New York? Are you from LA? I'm from New York, but I'm from New York. I'm from New York, but um, I was born in Busan. So I'm more, oh, I'm not, that's I'm Korean American, but I'm also an immigrant. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Tell her I said Do hello. your parents have <laughs> saturi then? I will. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So my mom has a really like, uh, hers, hers is a little more slight, but then when we go back to Korea and she gets with her sisters, it comes out. Then it comes, it comes out. out. But their saturi is really yeah. strong. But I guess, like, yeah. I'm not very good at Korean, but the little Korean I speak, my cousins make fun of me because sometimes it's with saturi <laughs> because, like, and I didn't know. But my mom, because my yeah. mom would always be like, Bali mogo gajai. Like, that's how my mom <laughs> talks, you know? She does the ai at the end of everything, and, like, it's very sing-songy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. My relatives are very saturi, and so it's funny because, like, I love the Busan accent, though, because that's my family yeah but yeah um i can't wait to bring my daughter to korea yeah that's gonna be so special yeah yeah when was the last time you went to korea we went in like 2018 i think okay we went i was there during that time 2018 or 20 it was a couple yeah 2018 i think 
because we went for our 10 year anniversary and mm. I introduced my husband to all my cousins and stuff. And then we went to Japan also. Oh, nice. Um, nice. That sounds I fun. I really love Korea. Ugh, I wanted to go back last year and then I got pregnant yeah. and it was still a pandemic. So I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's but, always going to be there. You know, we can always go whenever. It'll always be there. But yeah, I, I love go. Korea too. I love Korea so much. But uh, when I was living there, I was there for like three months just um, for research purposes. And I was living there. And <clears throat> at a certain point, I started having like nightmares. And I was like, yeah, no. I, I know I can't live in Korea. Because it's it's a we very would be stifling very society. different people if we grew up in Korea. Like, oh, even 100%. my... Even my cousins who are, more, I would say, more like, they're, they're pretty Western as far as like uh, a couple of my cousins came here to study and like they're mm -hmm. a, a lot of them are fluent in English. And so mm -hmm. it's like really mm -hmm. nice yeah. for me because I don't speak Korean very right. well. But right. Um, right. even they think I'm insane. They are, they just yeah. think I'm like so wild. <laughs> Because I'm like a very like, and you're not like relative I mean, I, to what I, I've seen. Yeah. You're you're but you're not. You're I'm like excitable yeah. and like very like animated. Yeah. But like I yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. loud with my mouth wide open and I'm like okay. I like dance around. Sure. You know when I'm yes, in the store yes. and they you're think, expressive. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. think I'm insane and they love it. Yeah. But they're also like, oh my gosh, our cousin yeah. from America is oh, so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, the the laugh thing is for sure real because like you know I have a pretty loud laugh too but I noticed when I was in Korea every time I would laugh like that people look would you. turn their heads and look yeah. look at me you're like who's this crazy they bitch? don't think they yeah they don't think a woman should be that loud no like, or you're not you have I am to like laugh super loud mouth and... you have to silent laugh and that to me is like it's like constipation it's like why would you want to do that to yourself like no, you can't when I was in. growing up I was old. <laughs> I was always loud. I was always loud, you know, like expressive, say what I, what's on my mind. And that was a Same. nightmare to everybody. They're like, what the hell are you doing? You have to shut yeah. up. You're too loud. You're too loud. You have to shut up. And I'm like, you know, like, because I was shamed of, of that, like so much that I thought that there was something chronically wrong with me. Oh, and I had to reach a certain like point. But that's the reality. That's what happens when you yeah. keep telling a kid to shut up and be quiet and you're too loud and there's something wrong with you. They're going to grow up thinking that, aren't they? Mm. <clears throat> so now <clears throat> I'm in this profession where I'm a comedian and it's like there's no better place to be exactly what I am and who I am yeah. without any shame but full adoration yeah. than on the yeah, stage. Yeah, people love right? that because that's who you are. That's what you're, that's your authentic what self to, you're built to for exactly yeah. exactly so yeah it's like when when koreans do that they're trying to compartmentalize you and make you into something that you're not again that's patriarchal expectations women yeah. should be quiet women should only talk when they're spoken to women should not be loud and it's like well um no actually that's not that's not really the case and, and that's also kind of the reason why when you're watching these korean dramas a lot of these female protagonists right they're pretty fucking wild they're like aren't they like yeah they're like wild and like they misbehave or they're like breaking yeah. stuff or they're committing these like crazy faux pas and it's like yeah. it's fun to live vicariously through that because they're often so yeah. reckless and it's really fun uh -huh. i like that
And then the men are the more like reserved, kind of like stoic, like (laughs) my like, you know, that that's funny, though, because also it really mirrors my relationship with my husband because he's very Mm -hmm. like calm like well, at least when mm-hmm. we're out in public you know he lets loose when we're at home but like he's very uh-huh. like calming composed when we're in public and i'm just like la 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 <laughs> like we're very very different but it's like i always joke though extrovert. like yes but i always joke back to like what you were saying about um like the korean patriarchal like expectations of women mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i did not marry a korean man i mar- he's half white uh-huh. and half filipino yeah uh-huh. um and uh, sometimes people be like, oh, he's not Korean. And I'm like, Korean men have never liked me. Korean men have never tried to date me. Because can you bring, imagine bringing me home to a Korean mother and me being like, Annyeonghaseyo! <laughs> Just like excited. Like, I'm not the woman that Korean moms want you to marry. Like I'm pretty sure that's, that's one thing you'll have good looking children. But uh-huh. other than that, yeah. I don't have a lot of qualities that mm. Korean moms are looking for in a daughter-in-law. Mm. Especially because I like didn't cook. I didn't clean <laughs> like okay. all those yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah. Korean men. Yeah. Not interested in I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think it really depends, you know, like I, I think there's some, not all, maybe a very small minority of, um mother korean mothers who would be okay with a daughter-in-law who doesn't necessarily cook or clean like there there's a small minority of them you know sometimes they just want like a gal pal you know it's like they had a son all their lives they want another you know they want a daughter-in-law who is like cute and funny and you like you you kind of fit the bill in that regard to me so i don't really think it's that uh you know korean men don't like you i'm sure there are plenty of Korean men who would like you I think it's just that you know you and your husband were the ones that were supposed to be together and that's why you attracted each other and now you're married and you have this kid um so yeah I I I don't I don't see uh you as somebody that wouldn't quite fit a Korean coupling yeah I guess that's my point but anyway that's just my opinion um (laughs) I, I do this on all of my podcast episodes, I just uh, I pick a show and then I ask a series of questions based on the show, like the scene and the character and what you would do if you were this person in this situation. Oh. OK, so oh, okay. it's like very simple, like improv stuff, you know, like just fun. Have fun with okay. it. it's yeah. OK, let's say you're OK. The show I'm going to talk about is called a Green Mother's Club and it's it's on okay. Netflix. It's a very mother. It's like a mom show, but it's highly entertaining okay so let's say you're a woman named Unpyo. you have a phd in okay. fine art and aesthetics okay you're trying to get okay. a tenure track position at a university but it's super competitive all right and all the higher ups they hate you they think you suck okay oh, you're no. also a mother to two young boys all right one is a very hyperactive boy he's like six years old his name's Tongseok. he's your older son your younger son is Cheung. He's four and he's still kind of a baby. And you guys, as a family with your husband, recently moved to a brand new neighborhood. It's like one of these ritzy, shishi neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like super shallow and judgmental, okay? And the mothers there okay. are catty and political as fuck. They all judge you, okay? They question your son's behavior. They're like, oh, he's a piece of shit because the mother is all fucked up, okay? One day at a birthday party, 
All right. There's this girl named uh, uh, Yudim. There's it's a birthday party. Your son, Tongsak, uh, the older son, he accidentally trips over and breaks a girl's $3,000 violin. All right. <gasps> and she's the daughter of a woman named Chunhi, who is like the She's like the head honcho mom oh, no. in that neighborhood. Okay. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, everybody respects her and loves her because she's like super hot. She's hot shit. And she's the wife of a doctor. And she's super pissed at you. What do you do? <gasps> oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> what a nightmare. I would yeah. honestly grovel. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God. You offer to pay for it, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. You have to, mm -hmm. you know, like that's <sighs> and like just apologize profusely. Mm. I, I I don't know what else you can do in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't scold my son though, because mm -hmm. kids are just being kids. I yep. don't think mm -hmm. They have no concept of the value of a $3,000 violin. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just being a child. Okay. So you would just apologize. Really expensive violin. Yeah. Three grand. <laughs> Fuck. For a kid. That's a lot for one violin. For yeah. For a kid? For a little toddler. Kids are crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I think I would just... That's ridiculous. First of all, that's ridiculous. But second <laughs> of all, I would definitely be very, very apologetic uh, okay. and feel really bad. But... Okay. All right. Yeah. What happens? Okay. Well, basically what you say, what you say happens. Let's say uh, you're Unpyo again. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you were in graduate school in Paris, you met a Ooh. Korean French man. Okay. He's an adoptee, Korean adoptee. His name's Louis. So fine. Oh my God. And you guys were, you know, pretty hot and heavy. You guys were in a relationship. Okay. It was pretty heated. But one day, your childhood friend, Jinha, shows up on the day of your graduation, swoops in, and steals him away. And she starts dating him. She marries him, has <gasps> a son with him. Okay? Mm. All right? And then you guys lost touch over the years. But suddenly, Jinha and Louis just moved into your building. <laughs> and even though even though you feel I gotta watch this betrayed. drama <laughs> this feels like even a, though... this this is a omo drama <laughs> it is it is it is uh even though you feel pretty betrayed by Chinha, she still calls you her best friend what do you do i mean first of all you don't do that to your best friends okay but I'm uh, so personally, I am actually a very forgiving person. And mm. I did have uh, a high school. This was high school. So it was like way different stakes. Um, I had a girl steal my boyfriend and <gasps> I forgave her. I was like chill about it because I was I was like 15, but I was like, wow. OK, with it because I was wow. like, you know, Hose before bros. Hold on. You have to see this. Look at my baby. Hi, baby. <laughs> so cute. She's smiling. 
She's so cute. Look at this. Sweet. I like her little Hi, bow. Honey. Hi. You're so cute. Are you going to go on a walk with Daddy? Are you going to walk with Appa? Okay, have fun, So honey. cute. Okay. <laughs> um, that was awesome. Little she's so cute. guest appearance. Uh, but I, so I yeah. am <laughs> incapable of holding a grudge. Basically, I would. Wow. Honestly, probably forgive her and hang out with her. Because okay. also, I'm married with children at this point too, right? So yes, I think it's yes. kind of like the past is the past. Uh, I'm glad right. you found your person, and I found my person, and it's okay. Yeah. Like, Okay. I, personally, that that is probably what I would do, which is yeah. not very exciting yeah. for a K drama, huh? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, that that is the healthier route. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's <laughs> that's cool. That's dope. Let's say let's say you're the same woman again. Okay, you're Unpyo again. Okay. Uh, while everybody, all these women are bad mouthing your son Tungsuk, they're calling him an idiot. They say he's behavior flawed. Turns out, turns out. Tongsuk, your oldest son, is a child prodigy. Okay, <gasps> he he is barely in elementary school, but he can solve math problems that are at middle school, high school, if not college level. All the professionals around you tell you that your son is extremely gifted, and now wow. all the women who badmouthed you are showing their curiosity about your child education methods. What do you do? <clears throat> I think I have a forgiving heart, except for when it comes to my children. <laughs> I oh. think. Like. Okay. Because, mm. oh, if you if you mess with my child, mm -mm. Mm. <laughs> mama bear uh, comes out. Yeah, I think so. I think that I would. Um, mm -hmm. I think that I would play it nice on the surface because, like. You'd have to, in this, I, sure. I imagine in this environment, you have to have like yeah. a level of like civility to survive yeah. in this. But There's I definitely that. wouldn't be mm -hmm. friendly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, come on over. Yeah. We're best friends now. I'd be like, no, you talk shit about my son. Like, yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. So I think I would just like play, play it kind of cool and just like mm. not, not be super helpful, but not be mean <laughs> about it. But I would okay. not be like, okay, you're forgiven. I'd be like, uh-uh. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here I with that. I kind of like that. <laughs> you have a, have a mm -hmm. good sense of boundaries and a good sense of self-respect. Okay, I dig it. Okay. All right. This is going to get a tad dark, but it's okay. Uh -oh. We can make it. All right? All right. So let's say you're Unpyo again. Okay. The girl, uh, Yubin, the girl whose violin that your son broke. Right. All right. She's like the most competitive girl in that neighborhood, all right? Because she's the daughter of this fucking monstrous lady, right? All right? Who's super yeah. like, yeah. Even though every everyone called you being gifted, she failed the gifted child's test. Uh -oh. But your son, Tongsak, he passed with flying colors, okay? But you being told her mom and the teachers in school that your son Tongsak exposed himself to her. And uh -uh. Yubin has an alibi. It's your niece. Your niece also says the same thing. Tongsak, your son, adamantly denies this. 
he has no idea what they're talking about. He's he's denying this, but everybody at the school and in the building are treating you and your son like criminals. One day, you hear these little kids talking about Tongsuk's underwear and how it was red. But you know, every single pair of underwear that your son owns, he does not have a single pair of red underwear. He wears only blue because he's extremely particular about his color preferences. So your son was framed for this. Nobody believes you. What do you do? <laughs> I'm I'm probably at this because this is so I'm out for blood. I'm suing them all. <laughs> like I'm going crazy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Revenge. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You been? Okay. You better watch your little ass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take more than your yeah. $3,000 violin. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah, very gotta... I'm a very nice person, but you mess with my family yes. and then I become a mm. different person, okay? <laughs> mm. -mm. mm, -mm. Okay. Let's say uh, you're Unpyo again. You're the same mother, okay? You and okay. your friend Chinha, the, the woman who stole your husband. Yeah. I mean, your boyfriend. You guys have it out, all right? You guys have it out. She okay. keeps latching on to you, even though you really hate her and you want to, you know, maintain some distance from her for stealing her boyfriend, right. all right? You tell her that you really don't like her and that, you know, you would prefer if you guys just didn't see each other. And then she fucking slaps you across the face. <gasps> The next morning, they find her dead body outside of your building. <laughs> they, <gasps> rule it, they rule it as Omo. a suicide. What do you? Omo. This is this is like next. This is like Sky, Sky Castle. I need to watch this. What do you do? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm gonna make sure I have an alibi for that night before. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you do? Yeah. I try to help. I probably try to help find who killed her, I guess. My God. Or move. Mm. We got to go. We got to move again. <laughs> We're, we got to get out of here. This is a crazy neighborhood. <laughs> There's too much happening. My yeah. son is being framed yeah. as a pervert. Somebody killed this <laughs> bitch. We got to go. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, it's intense. It's time to move. That's what I think. <laughs> Time to go. Time to go, and then yeah. sage the new place you move into. Yeah, yeah. there's some get some crystals. Some bad vibes here. Yeah, yeah. Call a shaman. Yeah, yeah. for real. Okay, Something right with this neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's say now you're different. You're a different person now. Okay, let's say you're oh, tricky. Okay. okay, you're the mother of that 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 bratty girl Yubin. Of you you're the mom. Okay. Of Yubin, you're Yubin's mom, Chunhi. Okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You're this Miss High and Mighty Lady, right? You know, wife to a doctor. Everybody thinks you're the shit. But you've been feeling insecure about the fact that your children are not doing very well in school compared to your nemesis, Unpyo's kids, right? Now mm -hmm. your daughter, Yubin, is going around 
lying egregiously, telling everybody she attends a school for gifted children, even though she doesn't. She's telling people how she's winning awards everywhere she goes, even though that's not true, right? She has the symptoms of a pathological liar. And when you confront her about it, she says it's all because she wants to make you happy. What do you do? It's time to get that kid some therapy. That's what I think. Time to see a therapist. Okay. Something wrong with your little girl. (laughs) Okay. Go to the hospital. She's like a little criminal. Yeah, a little crook. Yeah, a little liar. She's a little car salesman. My daughter would never be like that because I would (laughs) never be that hard on my little baby. No. That would never happen. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say you're the same lady. You're Chunhee again, okay? You okay. actually you actually have a secret job, okay? You actually have a secret job. You used to work as a nurse before you married your doctor husband because you wanted to be the wife okay. of a doctor. That was all you ever wanted, okay? But turns out your husband was riddled in gambling debt because he's a gambling addict, <gasps> and he's still paying a huge monthly alimony to his ex-wife. You guys are broke as shit you didn't know this when you married him so you what you've been doing okay you've been administering pharmaceutical sedatives to clients illegally to make money all right you even have a drug pimp who harasses you and bullies you oh my gosh this drama is wild if you don't do this job you've been doing this extra work so you can make extra income so that you can send your kids to hagwon that was all you wanted Uh. to do one day you come home you come home, your whole entire apartment is torn up because thugs came over to beat your husband up and break oh. everything. What do you do? It's time to move. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep saying, it's time to move. It's time to move. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> Change our names. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Get yeah. new ideas. A whole new life. Uh-huh. whole new life. Yeah. got to get out of here. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. Got to. We made some go. mistakes. We gotta make. We made some big mistakes in our lives. Time to move to Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's time to go to Florida. Okay, okay, okay. Last, last question. Okay. Let's say you're Unpyo again. Okay, you're Unpyo. Okay. Because of the attention that your son's been receiving from local uh-huh. mothers in the school, he was asked to appear on a television show for gifted children. They play like quiz games okay. and what have you. Ever since he makes that appearance, all these random strangers come up to you and start talking to your kid. And your son, he actually wants to like play with toys and take breaks, but you sit him down at his desk and you make him study, 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 right? One day, your kid, Dongsak, he runs out of a classroom in the middle of a presentation and he pees his pants. And another day, he sits under a table with a paper bag over his head. And when you try to reach for him, he bites your hand. And now he has completely stopped speaking altogether. And the child psychologist says that he's been working on his math problems because it's something you wanted, but not necessarily what he wanted. And he just wanted Mm. to make his mom happy. What do you do? Mm. (laughs) That's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, too dark again. I'm sorry. I should have given you a trigger yeah. warning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I guess stop pushing him. You got to stop pushing him. You can't push your kids that hard. They don't care about math. Yeah. yeah. 
Let them play. Jesus. Yeah. Keep pushing them. They'll break. Run around. Throw them in some dirt or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Drop your son off in a pile of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Let him go to town. Let him do whatever he wants. Take the kid on a vacation. Jesus. Vacation. Yeah. Okay. And maybe probably some therapy. And then yeah, we should move. Therapy for sure. And then we should move. And again. then move. <laughs> and then move. Yeah. Get some selenite. Move. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. That was awesome. Thank you. This was great. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> You're welcome. This is so fun. <laughs> I have to.